Who you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm loco? loco? Hello and welcome to another episode of the D-Gen cast. Uh, we are the Upcountry D-Gens, Rich Von Holtz and Jamie Estep, the uh, hack father, which is Jamie, not me, and uh, I'm the Spooner Man. Uh, we got a, our second part of our EW coverage tonight uh, about, uh, I think tonight's all old school, and then we're going to talk about some other shit at the end so uh hey, hey rich rich hey, hey what's up dude i figured out what the best card in old school is yeah it's not ancestral recall no i didn't think so either it's not black lotus no okay that tracks it's really not time twister mm-hmm. it's contract from below okay why people aren't playing this as a four of i just don't know like this card is absurd man have you read the card I have, but I have a sneaking suspicion that what makes it a great card is not the actual text on it. Cause... So the relevant <laughs> text is discard your hand, ante the top card of your library, and then draw seven cards. Pretty so, damn good. <clears throat> yeah, it's really good. So, And if you don't want to ante cards, you can ante drinks, which is even better than like losing your cardboard. So you wouldn't you... So we we do have to uh, clarify this for my own uh, my own well being. Uh, when you were explaining contract before, uh, you were kind of drunk, and so you made it sound like a one man a demonic tutor. So it is a draw seven. It's a draw seven. Yeah. Okay. I, all right. <laughs> I, I may have been a little inebriated the first time we tried to do this. Yeah, you you were you were more than a little inebriated. <laughs> okay. So. Contract does, in fact, function as a, as a draw seven. Yes. Uh, but you anti-drinks. Uh, you anti-drinks. Fan-fucking-tastic. So. Which leads us off uh, with our EW stuff. Uh, you and some of the other hacks got together with uh, Jayco and the Lords for some contract games, right? Yes, yeah. Um, we were at uh, Pit Brewing, um, which was a, a great brewery. They gave us kind of the downstairs area, so... Uh, Patsy Walker, um, Rusty, Matt, they kind of all hit it up. Um, I was just kind of handing my deck off to people at some point, just kind of catching up with people I knew. Um, Shane from the Lords was actually the one that organized it. Um, he found me during the vintage event and was like, Hey, if you and a couple of guys from your crew want to roll out and play some old school, um, we're going to have a contracts meetup. Of course I'm like, okay. I, I kind of know what contracts meetups are. I know they usually involve copious amounts of alcohol and the card contract from below, but I've never actually played contracts magic. But you have now. <laughs> but I have now. So um, I showed up. Um, the only contracts match I played was against Jason Jaco. Um, that man is a fucking machine. So 
we ended up having uh, a great set of four games. Um, I don't even know how many drinks we went through. He was on uh, Five Color Dreams Combo, uh, a deck that is always after your own heart. Um, yeah, near and dear. <clears throat> very near and dear. Um, so we were jamming some games. I was playing the uh, Blue Stew that I took to EW that we'll get into a little bit later. Um, but we ended up two and two. I don't know how many times Demonic Contract or uh, uh, sorry, uh, contract from below resolved. Yeah, not but, to be uh, confused with demonic attorney. Yeah, not to be concerned. <laughs> I think yeah. you got crossed up with a little bit. There. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but the kind of the great thing about it was um, it was just a, a great meetup. Got to see some guys that uh, you know we only get to see at these kind of events. Um, Jason and I have actually never played. So Jake and I have never played in a sanctioned. Or even like casual. We've played some middle school occasionally. Um, I think at Bootleggers Ball we played a couple games. But uh, we will have a rematch at a future point because uh, your boy tied it up in the last game to make it two and two against uh, the Godfather of Pimp oh. himself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we we got to have some rubber matches. Yeah, I. we were signing contracts for each time it resolves. And at a certain point, I think we lost track because I know I regrowthed mine to recast it again. Nice. Which was, yeah. Well, my hand my hand was shit when you have like three removal spells and you're playing against a creatureless deck. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. So, so Contracts Magic, to kind of break it down, is instead of playing for ante on a card, you ante a drink when it resolves with a friend of yours. Um, if you were the one that casts it, you buy the drink of choice from your opponent and vice versa. And the idea is you just don't, you know, you keep playing like a regular game of magic and, you know, there's drinks on the line rather than, you know, how valuable some of these cards are now. So it kind of, it does put something on the line. Um, I know that Jaco and I chugged, I don't know how many ciders. Um, (laughs) It was, it was a little rough. I'm surprised you didn't make him shoot Jameson with you. uh, We did, we did three shots of bourbon as well. We are. They didn't have Jameson. They only had, uh, uh, maker's mark, which I'm not a big bourbon guy. I prefer my Irish whiskey and my scotch, yeah. but you know, I'll make an exception and throw a few back. So hacks MTG, the, uh, proudly brought the, to you by Jameson Irish whiskey. Unofficially, please don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to pursue a, a, a sponsorship from them in the future so we can get free booze. We would be able to buy way more cards if we didn't have to yeah, buy Jameson. Sure. That's going to work out. well. Yeah. Um, so uh, the next note on here, everything is bigger than Texas. I have a feeling that this is about our uh, good friend, Mark Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark was up at EW. So um, Friday night was the contracts meetup um, after Vintage. Um, Saturday I didn't play, just kind of slept in and, um, we decided to hit the meatball joint in Pittsburgh again for a second meal. Um, do do you like eating meaty balls? Oh, I fucking love having meaty balls in my mouth, especially when they're around your mouth. Yeah. Especially when they're saucy and they bring me four of them. So it's like double the fun. Um, but no, so we ended up going, I'm putting a timestamp at that, by the way. Jamie um, talks about his balls. <laughs> not my balls, just the meaty balls that I enjoy. Um, but no, so the meatball place, it's like a three-story restaurant in Pittsburgh. So the meatball place is like the bottom level. The middle level is like a nice, up, you know, kind of upscale-ish Italian place. And the top floor is a beer garden. So oh, That's legit. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. So we were there on Saturday. A bunch of us um, were just 
jamming games old school, drinking uh, drinking beers. People were done with legacy. The people who were done with legacy were with us. So we had like ten or twelve people, and I look over and I see uh, Mark, uh, Shaman Ben, Shaman Ben's brother, a couple of the other guys, um, and was just like, hey, we're about to, he- you know, we just settled up. We're going to hit the beer garden upstairs. Why don't you come upstairs and jam some games with us? So a uh, very handsome bald man from Texas um, sat next to me in a beer garden and may or may not have caressed the inside of my thigh. Ooh. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. He's a, he's a beautiful man. Very, very beautiful. <laughs> that he is. That big-ass cowboy hat just does it for me every time. <laughs> So anyway, so that was Saturday night. Um, we've kind of recapped some of the other parts. For those of- that don't know Mark, he's, uh, he's behind a little group in Texas, uh, Alamo City Old School. Alamo City. They're well, they're, yeah. they're growing. I would, they're, they're about yeah. the same size we are now. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Good for them. <clears throat> so um, that was Saturday night leading into Sunday, which was kind of the, the actual tournament day for Old School. You know, I was feeling pretty good i had played games the night before i only dropped one game in testing um playing throughout the weekend patsy played the deck and just missed top eight on saturday um during the sanctioned old school event at ew that sounds miserable yeah so he i think was ninth or tenth on breakers so he like just missed it. Um, oh, I meant sanctioned old school. <laughs> oh yeah, sanctioned fuck sanctioned old school. That they, everybody was like, you should come play, and I was like, I'm gonna sleep till two. I'd rather stick my dick in a blender. <laughs> yeah, no, I just like died at the Airbnb until two o'clock and um, showed up, got cards signed, asked Patrick for my deck back, and then we went and got food. So. You know, the deck had been playing really well. Uh, so I was actually playing the deck, um, you know, the five color control list that Weissman made famous um, before he started cheating. So um, now he's famous because of cheating, not because of his contribution to the game. But uh, the tournament was great. I mean, we had it at the Elks Lodge again, same spot it was last year. Um, I think you played, what, three or four rounds last year before you had to kind of bounce out to go spend some family time. Um, Wonderful venue. This year they actually opened up the downstairs area. So it it was, uh, I think the final number was like 196 players. Jeez. Yeah. So very, very big event. Um, Betty, betty big. (laughs) Yeah. Biggest old school event to date. Um, By a lot. Yeah, I think that last year we were in the like what one twenty to one thirty range. That's that's what I remember. A little north of one twenty. Yeah, so uh, that that was also at the time the biggest. Yeah, and then NoobCon this past year was very big. Um, I think that next year, um, I wouldn't be surprised if the event that they're doing in Italy um, ends up being close to two hundred players as well because they have the space. Fish liver oil. Yeah, fish I fish think? liver yeah. oil. Yeah, so. Um, I'm excited to kind of see what um, what that looks like. They're a four strip mine format. Um, they don't care if you play with revised because you know they have a set of balls between their legs and don't care what your cards look like. Um, and four strip mines. You and four strip mines. Right? Yeah, definitely four strip mines. So um, round one of the event, um, I was actually taking it very seriously. I had one beer before the event. Um, got a beer during the first round. Um, so my opponent was Connor Payne and Connor cross-eyed by round one. That's dedication. My yeah, friend. I know. I was actually really trying to do well. Um, mostly because I've just gotten Spoiler, my, sh- he did my not sh- do well. 
<laughs> well, I've gotten my shit pushed in the last couple of years. Uh, that didn't at, change. <laughs> at, uh, at EW. So it was one of those, like, I really needed to actually try to to play well um, just for my own sake because I felt like I just had, had not had a good showing. Um, so I play against Connor. He's running late. We get a time extension. Um, and he was on a really, really sick list. Um, Titania's playing prison. He was a most creative honorable mention. Um, I ended up getting there, uh, 2-0 kind of right at time. So just before turns, um, his deck list had, uh, trike. He's got one Titania song, uh, the abyss, some falling stars, uh, a lot of like prisony elements, some source plowshares, uh, winter orb. Super nice guy, uh, great guy to play against. He had the the funniest playmat I've seen in a long time. Uh, his playmat was a Mox Jet playmat that had a giant turd drawn inside of it that said it turd prison below it. So I <laughs> I, I got to give that man props because he had a playmat that was just meant for greatness. Um, <laughs> just like the trophy, yes? Yeah, like the trophy. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, next round I play against Daniel Cowling, who is on a, uh, Dega aggro list. So it was, uh, black. Oh, I'm looking at it too. It is. Yeah. Uh, black. yeah. I'll let you, once you, once you run down the list, cause I'll, I'll let, All right. this is something that I think you would actually enjoy playing. Yes. I, I'm a simple man. I see, I see Dega and I get hard. Um, <laughs> that's an angry uh, so inch every time we just, we, we start with, uh, a, yeah, what, what what we could call a spooner uh, a spooner special, uh, which is four badlands for him to Turok. Um, there's a mind twist, demonic tutor, balance, uh, three swords of plowshares, uh, three the rack. Uh, there is the wretched. I've got uh, a story about that when you get five done mana two five. <laughs> uh, uh, main deck maze of it. There's two more on the board. Uh, Chaos orb. Sengir Vampire, uh, which I can't really make out uh, the entire altar uh, in the picture, but it it looks to have a pretty cool yeah, it was a pretty uh, sick altar. altar on it. Uh, four Sedge Troll, three Lightning Bolt. There's a lot of three ofs in this list, um, up to and including three of the most important, or a three of of the most important card in uh, old school Strip Mine, um, which I I think I would have found a cut for the fourth one personally. Um, Maybe uh, maybe swap the main deck Maze of Ith for uh, for the fourth one. But, I mean, it was it was a bold strategy for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, there's four Dark Ritual, which you know I'm always a fan of. There's Lightning Bolt, uh, all the requisite powers there. Two of one of my favorite aggro creatures, Order of the Ebon Hand. Uh, four hippies, because you know Swamp Rit Hippie Go is still a fantastic lead. Uh, there's three glooms in the sideboard, which you know that that just mm, that that's just my kind of tech right there. Uh, a one of I have to note he uh, his underworld dreams is English, uh, which I support wholeheartedly. Um, all four of mine are English. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Rich. No, um, mine are Italian. <laughs> no pressure there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he had two maze of it, which was also really kind of cool to see that with the he. There was a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually, I you know, cons- he was able to consistently like find things that he wanted to in the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I, I have here that I lost one two. I'm pretty sure that that was how it went. I think I stole like one game maybe um, pretty quickly, 
But um, and don't quote me on that. He may have actually just two owed me, and maybe just in my head I was like, I did good. I won a game because I played blue cards. Um, Dad. <clears throat> yeah. So he took sixth place in the Swiss. Um, there was one game where I definitely died to the wretched. <laughs> Like, just could not find a fucking removal spell because I was running lightning bolt, uh, two bolts, and um, a fireball. Uh, yeah, that is five toughness. My yeah, friends. and I was running a fireball, too, and was just like, just <laughs> could not get there. That is. After getting, like, him and... Kill in the world. Yeah, no, he, he just, like, crushed the shit out of me. It was and awesome. It's black, he, so it doesn't die to terror. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, the guy was, he was awesome. He was such a cool guy to play against. Um, had some, had like a beautiful singer vampire altar, mm-hmm. um, just really was, was one of those guys that, um, was playing for fun. He was, he was clearly not showing up with like, you know, you are deck dot deck or the deck or something like he was showing up playing something that he wanted to play. Like who, who the fuck would have thought the wretched put up one copy in the top eight of an old school event, you know? Yeah, no kidding. So, um, super sick. Yeah, it was totally sick. It was such, such a cool, a cool totally. match. Yeah. <laughs> um, surfer dude. <laughs> yeah. Duh, totally bros. Totally Bro. cool. <laughs> Um, so my next opponent <laughs> was uh, Seth Roncaroni. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. He was on a... Uh, He's not listening. It doesn't matter. What? He's not listening. It doesn't matter. No, probably not. He's a good magic player. He doesn't listen to this shit. Yeah. Um, he was playing a five-color zoo list. He took eighth in the Swiss. I lost 0-2 to this man. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but... Um, there, there are some cards that, in fact, are very good against the deck that you really have trouble with if you just draw the wrong half of the deck. Um, I'm talking in particular about um, Savannah Lions. I fucking hate the Ghetto Kitty. Get fisted. <laughs> yeah, so he's running that. He was running Pump Knight, uh, Darylor. I think he was running two Sarah Angels, but he had like a lot of burn. which And he taught you that fist is a verb. He did, multiple times. Um, so he was running three side blasts, three lightning bolts. Um, I just never felt like I was like in the game. I just felt like I was constantly playing from behind, which is fine. You know, like I, I am not a deck specialist. Um, I play prison list most of the time, but he really, really just like crushed the ever living shit out of me. Um, to the point where I was like a little on tilt afterwards, because I definitely had a few more beers at that point. So at that point, the dream was dead. Yeah, the dream was dead. You know, I, I was like one and two. I showed up playing the deck, which I, you know, you know me. I don't like playing it. Um, nope. I really just don't enjoy it. I wish I would if I was one and two playing like my deck, then I would have been fine. But <laughs> you'd have also been blackout drunk. So <laughs> yeah. And still, and still having a blast, but like, yeah. it was just really hard to like show up, play the deck, which is something I don't enjoy. And then just absolutely get my shit pushed in, uh, two out of the three, first three rounds. So, um, round four, I'm going to take a, a sip here real quick before I talk about go. this one. No, that's fine. Uh, can you, uh, can you tell the people what you're, uh, what you're drinking tonight? There ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. So you would like to remind everyone that there ain't no laws. There ain't no laws when you're drinking white claws. Um, proudly brought to you by DGenCast. 
Um, <laughs> unofficially uh, sponsored by Jameson Whiskey. Yeah. Um, Super so, unofficial. So I, I was us. playing against our good buddy in round four, Lucas Allison. Um, he was on Necra Ur- Urnum Geddon. So green, white, black, Urnum Geddon. Uh, I lost one, two. Uh, I got there game one, just kind of playing the hard control route. He just really wasn't able to stick a threat on board. Uh, game two, he uh, Armageddon me. Uh, I didn't have the counter spell in hand, so he was able to just beat in. Um, game three, we are like right up to the timer. I'm counting the number of lands I have because I was just holding counter spells for Armageddon's at that point. It was just like, I'm not losing to Armageddon. And I have Brain Geyser in hand, so I count the number of cards in his library, and I'm like, all right, cool. I have exactly enough so that, so that he loses the game. And I actually miscounted his library by one card. Oh. Yeah, so I thought he had uh, 13 cards in the library. He had 14 cards. I just It was a miscount on my part. I could have waited a turn and then won the game. But <clears throat> um, So, like we joke a lot. But was actually the truth. Here. Yeah, yeah, counting hard. <laughs> yeah, definitely like double count. But so I brain geysered him for thirteen. He goes to his turn, draws his card, plays Concordant Crossroads, and just swings in for lethal with a bunch mm. of dudes. So yeah. you know it was a little bit of a tough, a tough loss to swallow. I love playing against Luke every time I play against that guy. He's a great player. It was it was a great match. I mean, we were laughing the whole time, which you know it should be when you're when you're playing against friends of yours and you're in the beer bracket. You know, it should yeah. absolutely just be about having fun. So round five, I played against uh, Dave Baruta, who would, who is somebody I think you've played against before. Uh, yeah, I uh, we played at uh, SCG Con uh, in the old school event there. Um, I believe, so you, you have him in the cast notes is on, uh, blue, white zoo. This was with Sarah angels and Sarah and Fritz and yeah, all pre- that stuff. Pre- yeah. Preachers, uh, white knights. Yeah. That's, a, uh, that sounds, uh, about what he was playing at, uh, at SCG con too. A really cool guy. Um, had a good conversation. He's a, a pretty active member in the, uh, leaving the legacy Facebook group as well. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a great guy. I, I kind of want to say that was this past summer, right? When you and I ended up playing each other for like the, who, who's going to be the shittiest player in the old school event. I think so. I, I, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> um, I can't remember if it was this summer or the previous summer that you played against him, but. Oh, it was well, when I, when I played him, it was this summer. It was this summer. Okay. Yeah. So I, I want to say I kind of briefly met him in passing. I, I, admittedly did not remember him. I kind of recognized his face. Um, and he was like, Oh, Hey, is rich here? And was asking about you and asked, you know, how the family was going and everything. So Mm -hmm. we, we chatted for a bit. Um, so I played against Dave. Um, he is unpowered. I would like to point out like a fucking G he showed up, you know, to a gunfight with, you know, a fucking crossbow. Apparently pretty effective. Yeah, he was, I mean, well, he was, he was one in one in three going into it like I was, but he still went around unpowered. Um, there, I didn't see a lot of unpowered decks in the room. Um, you know, obviously with old school, you, you see a lot of that, but he was playing a blue white zoo list, um, kicked my fucking teeth in. So he kicked my teeth in, uh, after two games, he had to catch a flight. So he conceded to me and, you know, signed the slip was like, I'm giving you the win. So I didn't even like actually beat him. So I don't get to like claim that I actually won two to three rounds. I actually got a concession for one of them. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I'm fairly certain to kick my teeth in an SCG content. 
I don't I don't quite remember, but I'm like ninety nine percent sure that I mean I kicked I just your got I kicked your teeth in after all the shit you talked to me. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so uh, the next round uh, was round six. I played against this awesome guy named uh, Don Perrion. I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, older guy, been playing forever. Uh, he was on um, Blue Red Control. He slaughtered me, 0-2, like just absolutely destroyed me. I lost to Blood Moon game one. Game two, I countered the Blood Moon and then died to a Serendip of um, he, As you do. Yeah, he was absolutely hilarious. This guy was so much fun to play against. He um, was giving out Mons Goblin Raiders, but he crossed it out to say Don's Goblin Raiders. Okay. Yeah, nice. so, so it was kind of cool. You know, he like gave you a little thing to remember him by. Um, just... Great guy. I hope to see him at more events. Um, yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I was going to say, it was it was pretty cool. So in round seven, I played against William Grant. Um, I got to scroll back to the deck list here real quick. He was on a mono blue juxtaposed stasis transfor- transformational sideboard. Um, he won 13th in the most creative. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, a that's s- a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of words in that and I totally butchered most of them, but it's okay. English is hard. English is hard. Well, drinking in English is hard. So, yeah. but so he was playing this really sick list. I beat him game one pretty handily. I did not see the stasis sideboard coming. He was like, Oh, I've got, I've got a sideboard plan for you. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this. But this list, if you want to run down through it, is just fucking great. I love this list. Um, so, Rich, do you want to run down through this deck list? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, we have the uh, requisite power, uh, like you would expect. Uh, looks like he is... Um, I don't see... All right, no time twister, so not quote-unquote fully powered, but... Um, he's, he's running what we would call the, uh, what we would call fully powered. So yeah. with Twister is not power. Yeah. Chaos um, Orb is power. He is running too, too few strip mines. Um, there is, uh, two boomerangs, some howling mines, some old man of the sea, um, brain geyser. We have our dear friend Mana Drain, um, but there's one card in the center of the bottom that I'd like to draw some attention to, uh, which is a card that's near and dear to our hearts, uh, a one of Magical Hack. You did it, baby. You did it, baby. My man, William Dare Grant, playing fucking Magical Hack. Kudos to you, sir. I, if I had known that, I definitely would have bought him a drink. I, Fuck yes. <laughs> I, I, I just would have been like, dude, let's just go do shots. Um, yeah, no. It was, I mean, the the sideboard, I think, is really what makes makes yeah. me just love it. So there's another strip mine in there. So you you almost ran the right number of strip mines. Um, another boomerang, a time vault, uh, four power sink. Uh, for Black Vice and for uh, for Stasis, uh, rounds out the transformational sideboard there. Um, really, really, man, just a just a kick ass uh, transformation there. First, yeah. uh, just an incredible concept too to like yeah. come up with that idea of you know I'm gonna run this like juxtapose list 
and then transform into stasis. Like I didn't fucking see it coming. Luckily, I just happen to have counterspell in hand for the, the stasis. The blue card in the center mm. on the far right of the main deck is that Dan Dan? Uh, it's, I, there's a dance of many. I don't know. If, uh, hold on. I was on a. I think the I think the far right is Dan Dan. Oh damn it! I went to a different list. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, the magical powers of editing. <laughs> yeah, magical powers of editing. Editing, 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 editing. Uh, we're still editing. Still editing. Still editing. Uh, far left. Far right. Far right. There is four. Throw with four Dan Dan, and oh. three Dance of Many. Oh my god! So that is just like fucking incredible deck building. I have definitely been a big fan of playing uh dance of many as well as dan dan uh, i think i was it was before you started playing old school i was playing like a mono blue type thing with some dan dan some dance of many um the deck was absolute shit um yeah <laughs> Will, williams was way more cool than mine i gotta give him props for that shit this pile's just oh my god yeah so so round seven i picked up my third win win in air quotes uh, round eight, I lose to Samuel Moriel on Rocco. But you Zoo. don't remember because you were a bit drunk. I was a unquote. bit drunk. Yeah, I had to actually look up who I played. Um, but anyway, so he was on. So you hate blue? You're saying? Yeah, he was on Rocca Blue or Rocca Zoo. Um, I literally put uh, in the show notes. Don't remember because I was a bit drunk. Um, I know I lost. Um, and yeah, that's all I remember. I remember seeing an unstable mutation on a ghetto kitty and that shit was brutal. <laughs> yeah, that do it. <laughs> so, um, that was kind of cool to see like the, um, you know, unstable mutation on something like that. Uh, I've seen people do it on like, uh, what is it? Scrib sprites on flying, flying men, men, things like that. But I've yet yeah. to see it on a ghetto kitty, which definitely, um, made me wish that Food Lion didn't remind me of Savannah Lions every time I drive by one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, my tournament, I ended 3-4. Um, it was a blast as always. It is actually my best record at EW and old school. Um, but I will probably never play blue at a large event again. I will play it in like local meetups and shit like that. Sure. Because I just I just wasn't happy. Like I, I should have been happy and enjoying myself the entire time. Right. Um, and I just, I wasn't happy with my deck choice. I, I really wasn't. Um, I'm just, you know, as you know, not the kind of guy that enjoys playing, you know, these like mid range control or like hard control decks, um, in old school, even though I own the cards, it's just not something that like I take joy out of. I know some people really love playing the deck. They like playing blue, red counter burn. It's just not my style. I'm I'm a prison player at heart. I like playing without creatures. I like to punish you for playing creatures and lands and make sure you have neither of those at the end of the game. You are a fan of casting turn eight though. I yes, I will play I will play Rugburn um from time to time. Um, mostly because I love Kurt Ape because it's like the one of the most absurd creatures in the format. Um it's actually I, I would go as far as to say it is my favorite creature in the format, um, with Sarah Angel being a close second and Shivan Dragon being third. Um, and I just really, I, I love Kurt Ape, um, but I still don't even play that deck very often. I mean, no. I, th I think I've maybe played that deck three times, four times in events. 
I'll get you to sleeve up a hippie at some point. I yeah. Really, I, I can see some mono black in my future. Sure. Um, love. I I got rid of most of my white weenie cards um, recently. I kept like singletons for the cube, but got rid of like my four ofs of a lot of stuff just because that's not a deck that really interests me either. I've owned it yeah. for four years. I've played it once. Not my style. Um, but I think, you know, the biggest problem for me with, um, playing the deck is that I'm just really not fucking smart enough to play blue. <laughs> like I am just too fucking stupid to figure out what to counterspell, what to disenchant, when to swords to plowshares. Like, I'm just like, oh, you played a spell. I'm going to counter this shit. Oh, you played this. I'm going to swords it. You know, it's like, I just get too much, like, I'm going to just jam this shit right now. And then I get punished for it. Like maximally, instead of just being like. I need to sit here and wait and pick my moment. And this, you know, I do have a lot of respect for people like uh, Scott Bradley, who is a mm-hmm. the deck player. He's a very, very good the deck player. It was funny. I, I was chatting with him throughout the <laughs> throughout the tournament. It was like, so what am I doing wrong? And he was like, well, you don't have ancestral recall on your opening hand every game. <laughs> <laughs> so I I gave him a quick fuck you, um, and I uh, told him I wasn't going to play blue anytime soon. So. He got a, a most creative yes, prize. Yes, he did. He did. I, which, I'm looking which, further down. Yeah, there. which we'll get to. Uh, um, so obviously we had other teammates there. Um, Matt showed up, but had mud butt from all of the alcohol from the night before. Rusty showed up and played a pretty sick like Naya channel ball list. Um, he borrowed some duels from me uh, just to kind of finish out what he needed for the deck and. Looked like he was having a lot of fun, like channel fireballing the shit out of people. Um, he had a, a great story about like playing against Raja James, who you know uh, from SCG Con, from Vintage and Old School. He like mm-hmm. Raja had one game. He channel fireballed Raja one game, like turn two or turn three, and then the next game, like turn Whoa. four. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so he was having a good time. Um, Patsy was also playing a five color goblins list. Yeah. I don't dude, I don't know. I try to talk him out of it. But um this just says he got wasted. So he, I'm assuming he lost a lot and he drank. He had a the lot. same record I did and he was absolutely fucking housed by the end of the tournament like Patsy at one point. So he won a raffle, one of the raffle t-shirts. Oh cool. And he was so housed that he goes to drink some water and spills most of the glass of water on himself, <laughs> which just really like typified Patsy for that day, because I think he just kind of got wrapped up kind of like, you know, I mean, you yeah. remember your first, was, was he going, was he going for the trophy? Do no, you know? not at all. Not at all. <laughs> oh my God. We'll, we'll get into the whole thing that what happened with the trophy, because it was, um, it was an, it was an intense battle for sure. I uh, I would I pretended to be a a good host and actually read the show notes. So that's good. Uh, (laughs) That's going to be a fun story. Yeah. So let's uh, let's hop into some of the spicier lists that were there. Um, Kind of just like the top five, I think, would be good to talk about. Um, Obviously, there was more than that that were kind of the spicy lists, but the top five to me is what really stood out. Is like really spicy, just great decks to talk about where people are trying something different and. You know, maybe not playing the most competitive thing, but we're clearly having way more fun than I was um, by, yep. you know, I was trying to be a grinder barnacle turd or a GBT for short for you kids that haven't listened to Tusk Talk. Um, 
and just was fucking miserable all day. So, but uh, Andy Baccaro played Bait and Switch, which was a lure, false orders, thicket basilisk, and cockatrice list. Um, I mean, this list is wow. just <laughs> fucking gorgeous. Like, I don't even remember the last time I saw false orders in a deck list. Like, I don't even think we thought that card was playable back when I first started playing. If it weren't for the Tigers, this would be an entirely black border yes. deck. Yes, yeah. And that's something that's just super special. Well, the other thing that I loved about this list is that he is playing two, not one, but two Wolverine packs uh-huh. with Rampage 2. <laughs> and uh, right above those uh, those Wolverine packs, you see those Rook eggs? Yeah, there? with Earthquake. Oh, yeah. baby. Dude, this, oh, this baby. was some seriously great spice. I, I was really happy when going through like kind of the... the spiciest deck list to see this because it's something that you know clearly somebody had an idea and just really went for trying to do something different and i mean false orders really like that this is just a pile of weight he's playing what yeah yeah basically (laughs) so the next one was uh charles han who was on what he called Yogmoth's Buffet, which was Yogmoth's Demon plus Argivian Archaeologist. Um, mm-hmm. This list is just just gorgeous. The altars that are in this list are amazing. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these. These are, these are absolutely Yeah, amazing. they're just beautiful altars. Although, again, only three strip mines. Come on, guys. Yeah. You got to step up the game. Yeah, you got to get to that fourth one. Um, but I think the funniest card that I see in the entire list is the land from the dark that I can't even actually tell what the hell that is. I forgot to look it up, but it's like one of those terrible lands from the dark that nobody ever plays. Oh, one of the, uh, like keep it tapped. Yeah. Yeah. The char- is Put it a, counter a, a on charge like the, land? The storage land? Is it a charge land? Is that what it's? Yeah. 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 So he's running one of um, those and I was like, why, why are you, what? <laughs> the only one that I know, I think it's called bottomless pit. The, the black one. I don't know if this is the black one or not, but, um, from, uh, Oh, I know this, this is the dark. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking fallen empire. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't remember what it is, but anyway, he's running Tetravis, you know, the hive, He's running, is it Jandor's Saddlebags? I don't know. There's, there's a, so many altars. Uh, it's actually black in the sideboard with a pentagram yeah. on it, which is fucking awesome. That's a COP black, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cop black. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mirror Universe, Underworld Dreams. Um, Again, with an English one, rubbing it in Jandor's face. Uh, God damn it. But anyway, uh, beautiful deck. Congratulations on that. But num- And his orb is fucking chewed holy crap Oh, it's beautifully chewed though that's the thing i know it's so gorgeous uh and looks like uh signed by one uh, richard garfield yeah, if i'm looking is. at the signature correctly it's pretty sick yeah definitely so the next one is uh a uh friend of the cast uh mr scott bradley playing basalt and battery and possibly the single best deck picture yeah. in the entire dump. Yep. There's a kitchen knife. There's a thing of salt. There's a whole bunch of batteries. There's nine volts. There's uh, D cells. There's a bunch of double A's. Yeah. Salt and batteries. Yes. So this, again, is a, uh, I think it's a power monolith prison list. 
yeah. that was running Titania songs, some Guardian Beasts, uh, full four workshops. Um, just really, I, one of my favorite sideboard cards is the In the Eye of Chaos. I love that card. He is not playing any other win con other than Brain Geyser. No, he has Rocket Launcher and the Hive in the main deck. Top uh, top row. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bottom, bo- that, yeah, bottom row sorry, is the I, uh, sideboard. Bottom row is a sideboard. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. All right. Just kidding. Ignore me. There's there's a rocket launcher and a hive. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need. And a power... power. Um, yeah, it would, it would make sh- make sense of the basalt monolith, sir, in, uh, in the main deck of the power monolith combo. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're... Four psychic purge. Yes, that was. I was just going to ask if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, boy, dude. Scott Scott went deep. Him, me, motherfucker. Yeah, Scott went deep, <laughs> and I love it. Like this deck is so sick. I uh, I played a game, uh, or I, I played a match rather, uh, down in Casey at uh, Ready to Play at one of their old school things. Uh, it was a mono black mirror match, and when we were D sideboarding, uh, I, I managed to pull it out. Um, she. Uh, laid down the cards that she uh, had boarded in, and there were four psychic purges. Holy shit! Really? She was not playing under uh, under uh, underground seas. Yeah, she could not cast them. It was only so uh, for the mirror match if she got hemmed, which is incredible. Tech. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and and time proved her wise. That room was full of mono black. So kudos to her for uh, for teching for the room. Um, but up until that point, I'd never seen the card. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I got extremely lucky uh, in that I I never hit one. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean that's that's some serious tech. It's kind of starting to catch on. Um, I I hope to see more people playing it. So in second, we've got Dennis Spiegel playing Homerid Spawning Bed plus Fallen Angel. So, Rich, I'll let you run this one down because this this deck list is gorgeous. Like, yeah, there's uh, there's fallen angels, um, but the first thing that my eye was drawn to was giant tortoise. So, uh, kudos to him for that. There's also four dandans. So, uh, yeah, I mean, where do you see the dandans? Oh Are you talking about the uh, air elementals? No, I'm talking about down in the bottom left corner where it literally fucking says dandans. Those are on the sideboard. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're not impressed by. You know, the air elemental, you're impressed by four sideboard dandans. Oh, of course. Hell yeah. Oh, fuck you, Rich. And four sideboard serendipity. Air, air elemental. Air elemental, buddy. Anyway. There's serendipity in the sideboard. And he also has. Four of the fuckers. Old man of the sea. <laughs> and no power. Oh, wait, no. Found the power. Never mind. I'm a donkey and can't read. God damn it, Rich. Shut up. All right. So in first place, we've got somebody who also won most creative uh, deck list at the Players Ball, Dane Malone, that was on what he called Druid's Gate. Have you seen this deck list? Uh, I'm looking at it right now and like just cannot make heads or tails of what the fuck this is supposed to be. So, all right. So the, the thing about this deck is that it is running... Gate to Phyrexia, Thelonite Druid, and Lay Druid. Along with, he is running Sinbad, which is a card that is near and dear to my heart. This deck, he has a whole like script that goes along with this as far as what each card does in the, in the deck. 
he was using Sinbad to kind of like loot through cards off the top of his deck. I mean, he was just really going deep. I watched one of his games. I want to sleeve this up. I'm not sure if it's good. He has the single trippiest looking sideboard I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. So, I mean, this deck is amazing. He's also got the like cards that if you were to beat him, that you win that he alters like the, the channels. I really wanted one of those, the altered channels to put in my deck, but you know, but yeah, congrats to Dane on a super, super original deck list, but kind of moving on with the tournament. We, um, I got to hand out a trophy, rich. Uh, you got to hand out more than a trophy. You got to hand out the trophy. Uh, the trophy of course is the prize for the, uh, hardest partier on it sounds like uh Dustin Clark this year's winner uh really really exemplifies what uh we look for in a recipient of this coveted award. Yes, he the the man is hacks material if he ever decides to prospect. So Dustin a uh, good friend of ours lives up in the DC area. We've seen him at SCG Con, various GPs, things like that. Um just to kind of start off with where we started to notice that Dustin may have had a bit to drink was um, Dustin started to get louder by like round four and round five. And by round six, he couldn't find his table. So <laughs> Dustin was actually not like the initial front runner. There was another guy out of Seattle that was, that was partying hard. So I wanted to really make sure that it, if someone was going to win this trophy, they were doing it from the bottom of their heart with the maximum amount of effort. Oh my God. So I decided to run and it didn't, it didn't involve a uh, flask of street. Whiskey. No, it didn't. It didn't. I it was, it was kind all- of shocked that that was the case, but <laughs> dude, it's not uh, like you just what, find what you flask. came up with instead is equally diabolical. It's not like you just find flasks of street whiskey every day, buddy. That's, 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 that's like wishing upon a fallen star. You just, it just happens sometimes and you got to just go along with it. Fallen star or falling star? Ooh. Ah. All right. Well. Magic joke. Ah. So I decided to run interference between the two of them and start telling them the other one was talking shit to see if they would start doing shots together. And and of course, in my brilliance, this this absolutely happens. And so I'm doing shots with them in like round seven. One of the guys has to kind of eventually bow out or keeps just walking away. Like, I, I, I don't know if I can do this and walks away. And then he'd come back and start talking shit like, well, we'll do a shot. So Dustin orders another one. He shoots his. The other dude like sets his down and walks away. So it was like this crazy shit where Dustin is just doing shots by himself. So I I just need to ask you a question, though. Yeah. Um, and just poke a little fun at a misspelling in the uh, in the gas notes. Um, how does one decorates an unrenal? <laughs> and what is an unrenal? <laughs> oh, I'll explain. So, Dustin <laughs> redecorated an unrenal. An unrenal is a urinal you can no longer use. <laughs> that man decorated a urinal with probably about one and a half pounds of vomit. Oh my god! It was epic. <laughs> like it was it splashed back on the wall. Like it was man put in some work. So 
one of the so that was what really sealed it for me. It was like, all right, Dustin is literally dying from liver failure. I get up there, give my spiel, give you know, announce who wins. Patsy thinks it's him because he's a drunk, dumb piece of shit. Um, so I announce that it's Dustin. Dustin stands up, stumbles, slams into shit like I do, tears his shirt off, runs up on stage, gives me a hug, like like pulls his shirt off or literally like, tears, rips it over his head like as quickly as okay, possible, right. and then. Does it because, like, literally tearing a shirt off is just a thing of legend, so So, we do have to be. So, he takes his shirt off very aggressively. Um, he accepts the trophy, gives me a hug, and then truffle shuffles at the end of the stage. (laughs) So, it was was an incredible moment. I, Dustin, I'm so proud of you for joining, joining the ranks of a chosen few who can survive that level of alcoholism. Um, good on you, buddy. Good on you. So I, I look forward to seeing you soon and partying with you. So the other thing, there was another trophy given out for best record, obviously. Um, yeah, and of course it's Will fucking McGrath. Fucking Mishra's chosen on Atop. Holy Again, shit. The man is a goddamn machine. Like, I just, I don't know how he just keeps doing it, but it, it really is amazing. He is by far one of the greatest uh, vintage and old school players that I've ever met. The guy is incredible in both formats. Um, and just really a super humble guy. You know, I mean, I, I talk with Will pretty frequently through text and Facebook, just about tech deck ideas, things like that. And he's always willing to talk about it. Always in a great mood. I've, I don't think I've ever seen him like salty after a match. Um, nah, he's just chill. Cool as a cucumber. Yeah, super great guy. So congrats to Will. Go represent America in Italy. Will, you're going to go over to Italy, and I want you to just like scream an eagle a Budweiser, like shotgun it at the door, and then just pull your dick out on the table and make like a 2020 ATOG. That's what we expect from you. Greatness. Greatness in Italy next year. We want you to become the legend. Let them know that America came to play. America came to play. That Budweiser Eagle tattooed on your chest. I'll do it for you at the next time I see you. It might not look like America an Eagle. America didn't come to play. Yeah. America came to win. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been talking about this for a while, Rich. So we're going to actually like hop away from EW old school and talk about something that maybe is not in the immediate old school um, uh card pool but talking about the home it's old school adjacent it's old school adjacent um it was in a homelands cube that came from uh christopher prementine or prementine i apologize if i mispronounced that but uh he sent us his his old school cube um to kind of take a look at it's homelands cube. yeah homelands is that what i said no you said old school. oh homelands cube fuck all right well so Kind of running down through Homelands. Have you ever actually opened Homelands? I I haven't opened a pack of Homelands, no. Well. But looking through the cube, there's some winners. Yeah, you want to talk about what some of these winners that you picked out? Uh, well, if I have to talk about actual winners, like actual factual winners, there's... Uh, well, obviously, we've got things like Merchant Scroll in the set. Yeah, we've I was going to say there's Merchant Baron Scroll Singer and Merchant Scroll. obviously, like, just amazing in... And there's Merchant Scroll. And there's Merchant Scroll. All right, buddy. You were missing so many good cards in and here. That, and that, that wins... Well, listen. <laughs> listen. Good 
is a stretch for talking about homelands Dude, here. It's in shade. You can't swords it, buddy. You can't bolt it. Yeah. It's a five five pro white for six. Like that card that card is dope. Well so the thing about this There's, guy's um, cube is serrated arrows, which is serrated great. arrows, memory lapse. Uh Apocalypse Chime, big ups for including Apocalypse oh, yeah. Chime in the Homelands queue. Oh yeah, definitely. Great card. Um but no, so it's uh, what I really like about the idea of what he's done with his cube is so that when they cube it, um, they, you know, sign cards and put them back in the cube. So like people who have like favorite cards and stuff get to sign them. They put them back in the cube and they play with them some more. And he actually gives out packs of Homelands cards, you know, like so they open them and then, you know, we'll tat them up and put them back in the cube. Um and I just think that's such a cool idea is to take a set that mm-hmm. is like, you know, arguably one of the stinkers in the history of old school, you know, of, you know, old school cards and just magic in general. This is a treasure to a play group. Though. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is something like as a play group, you can sit down and never have the same play experience. You're playing with, you know, cards that make Theros look like alpha you know, and make yeah. Born of the Gods look like legends. You got Aaron the Relentless and Joven and Chandler. Yeah. That's just red cards. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is he has multiples and sometimes play sets of certain cards, so you almost kind of have this, like, draft chaffy feel to it, like you're actually opening packs of it, but also get this just great experience of playing with a set that people shit on a lot. And, you know... I remember opening Homelands and playing with friends and thinking, you know, yeah, this set sucks, but like compared to other stuff that we'd opened, but you know, like one of my favorite cards is, is Abby Gargoyles. I mean, it's got sick Christopher Rush art. It's flying pro red three, four. Yeah. You know, I mean, the art is just amazing in this set. And I think a lot of people forget about it. Like Mesa Falcon, it's a one one for two that you can pump on the ass end and it will block a serendipity free all damn day. You know, it's it's funny how these cards from when we first got into magic kind of stick with us like that. You know, they're they're in the grand scheme of things absolute stinkers, but you know, I, I have a playset of God, somewhere over here, uh I I have a playset of uh Frixian Reapers. Yeah. That sit in a sleeve on on my desk at home and you know, it's it's an absolute shitter magic card, but you know that was the top end of my curve in the draft chaff, chaff pile of shit deck that I played at a kitchen table with my friends in middle school. Like, yeah, that's you know it, it's part of our history. Yeah, well, and you know, I mean, I just feel like that there's a lot of space for there's something to be said about playing with a set that is unpowered that definitely would make you a better player. You know, I absolutely, you know, it's like playing sealed or, or draft, you know, where you, you have to take cards that maybe aren't the best and build around them, you know? And I, I like the fact that this guy did this. I'm actually probably going to put together a homelands cube because I can't imagine it costs even as much as a box no. of homelands. <laughs> um, I'll put it together just as like uh, we get drunk and play it unsleeved. One editorial note, though, ours is not going to have Zendikar lands. No, no, I will. I will definitely pick lands that aren't full art Zendikar to go in ours. I will. We can just use our our revised ones from the old school cube. 
Most of the I'm starting to unlimited all those. But all right, well then we can just use the revised ones for the home. Yeah, there we go. It's, it's perfect. So yeah, you know, it, it's something I think that uh, we're going to draft it. Like I think the concept of using this set is just really amazing. Um, I'm excited because you guys don't even know what I'm going to do to you with the singer autocrat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to beat your ass with an eyes and shade. Ooh, ooh. What about singer bats, baby? Singer bats. Whoa. And then I can use, I'm going to use torture just to kill all of your shit. What about, uh... You know, uh, perennial on the Pro Tour serrated arrows. That was on the Pro or, Tour for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. Back when you had to have a certain number of cards from uh, from every expansion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the card's good. Yeah. Card's good. Serrated arrows was one of the best yeah. ones in the set. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I really do think that Sa- Samite Alchemist may look a bit like curmudgeon after a long night of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> what does he, like, got next to him? Is it like a bong or... I maybe I like I can't tell like Tom Wanderstrand just tell us you know what is, is it a why is this dude's face shaped really weird was he doing bong rips all night like Tom Wanderstrand is not listening to this. no he's not no, <laughs> no. anyway so uh kind of going into the end of the year we've got our team party coming up with um actually I decided to add a multitude of events so Friday looks like it will be vintage FNM Saturday, we will have hyperextended and then a shit draft. Sunday, we're going to have a team event with uh, Vintage, Legacy Legacy Unleashed, and uh, Old School. So I'm looking forward to that, hoping that um, some of the guys from Atlanta can make it up. Um, yeah. Uh, next episode, I think we talked about we're going to dive into some Legacy stuff. I'm hoping to get Zach Wilson on the cast um, mm-hmm. And do you want to kind of explain a little bit about kind of what the concept of the the next cast that we were going to do, um, or do you just want to kind of hold back on it until we get a chance to record it? Um, so the one that we were talking about doing with Zach, uh, I, I've posted on a couple social media outlets trying to get uh, some player input into it. Is in in addition to our uh, you know uh, kind of uh, salty every man's opinion. Um, as to what cards over the course of Magic's history, um, quote, ruined legacy. Um, and this can be from uh, the pre-split days. This can be from any point in Magic's history, uh, whether it was called 1-5 at the time or legacy. Uh, any time in history, we are going to talk about um, the prevailing opinions and as well as our own opinions uh, and you know, it, it's, it's something that, uh, people talk about, oh, this format sucks, uh, every once in a while. And, uh, we'll get to the bottom of it. What, what is it about those cards and those periods in time that bring that kind of opinion? Fuck brainstorm. Yeah, fuck brainstorm. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I, it brings up an interesting concept. Um, it kind of came out of, um, a post that uh, Zach made about, you know, we we obviously had some BNR stuff this week. We'll get into that in the next cast. Um, kind of where the format sits with uh, the fact that it might not be a GP format anymore. SCG is not supporting it. And kind of cards that have, you know, maybe not necessarily ruined, but have warped the format in a way that um, 
you kind of almost hit a point of no return at a certain point where how long do you let this live in the format? And there's examples, you know, I, I came back in, I think probably late 2012, I started playing legacy again. So I came back to magic in 2011, but you know, I don't have quite the perspective that somebody like Zach who has played one five or legacy for a very, very long time. And Mm. it'll be fun to kind of hear his input about, you know, cards that stick out to him where he might have a slightly, you know, wider lens than we do of the format um, over the last, you know, almost 20 years versus, you know, my lens of the format from like seven years, yours being about five years. Um, I had a, a long gap in there and one five wasn't even a format, you know, when I, when I left, I mean, it was kind of, it kind of just started like a year after I left the game um, before I came back about eight years later. So I think it'll be interesting to kind of talk with him and, um, talk about some of the cards that we've been getting feedback on. Um, you have a list. I know I've got a list that we've kind of been eagerly kind of piecing things into to talk about and to kind of talk about the metagames where these cards kind of lived in versus just like, oh, it's a fucking stupid magic card. Like to actually kind of talk about what it did to the metagame um, at the time. And there's definitely points where I stopped playing for a while during these different metagames just because I didn't enjoy the metagame as a whole. I mean, one of them was very, very recently. Both of us. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually, you know, since the BNR, actually will probably play some Legacy before the end of the year. I know I initially said I was probably done um, until... I might give it a shot. Yeah, I might as well. So, um, but anyway, um, thank you all for listening. I'm taking my Mox Opals out of uh, out of my trade binder. Um, I'm holding on to those now. That seems good. Well... Still snoppy. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm back on uh, crop rotating and... Uh, you know, playing lands. So either Let's get back on our bullshit. Either that or Tesserator. I haven't decided which one I'm going to play, but uh, yeah, we'll, figure it yeah, out. we'll figure it out. But anyway, thanks uh, to everyone, all like seven of you that listen. Um, thanks to Eternal Central as always for hosting us. Um, Rich, I want to thank you as always for joining me this evening to uh, rant and rave about bullshit in uh, this silly card game we play. You're welcome. I'm a goddamn gift. You are a gift to mankind. That is for goddamn sure. <laughs> so anyway, everybody, thank you so much. Have a great night. Peace. Cash rules everything around me. Green, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. Had second hands. Moms bounced on old men. So then we moved to Shallon Land. A young youth, you're rocking the gold tooth. Low goose, only way I begin to G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. Rolling with this one and that one. Pulling out gats for fun. But it was just a dream.